passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Post Wrestling. It is John Pollock here with you. Coming up on Saturday, June the 15th, Chinlock Wrestling will be presenting a huge event in Kingston, Ontario at the Leon Center. And preceding that will be a Legends Convention happening at that same arena. It happens 10 a.m. that morning, all day long. Select names that will be in attendance. Bret Hart, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Billy Gunn. And one of the many stars appearing is joining us. You know him under many monikers from Tugboat, Typhoon, the Shockmaster. Today, he is Fred Ottman joining us here at Post Wrestling. Fred, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. It's a pleasure to be here, John. Thanks. So, uh, you know, these these kinds of conventions, you know, they're great for fans that get to meet so many of these celebrities that are coming into town. But I'm curious from your perspective, I'm sure there's a lot of names when you see the lineup here that you look forward to catching up with that years go by very quickly that you lose touch with a lot of these people and these conventions are a great excuse to reconnect well i see some of the guys because i do comic cons and i do wrestling events and stuff like that some more than others you know i mean you got mark henry's going to be there tommy dreamer's going to be there billy gunn swaggle i mean uh and the other guys you mentioned you know tully blanchard who live in legend arn anderson two guys part of the, the original four horsemen you know what i'm saying jimmy hart my old manager will be there. I mean, it's going to be a great event. When you uh, go to a lot of these different conventions and you're meeting fans that uh, maybe are just uh, learning about your, yourself through things like the WWE Network, through you know a different generation of fans, a younger generation of fans, what kind of areas of your career do they kind of zero in on and have the most questions about? Is it, it, it Has the Shockmaster just taken on such a life of its own that that is the, the top subject oh, that's yeah. brought up to you? It's brought to me, you know, what's really cool about the network. I'm under a legends agreement with WWE, uh, but what's really cool is the network, the way it's set up as a grandfather, a son or a daughter, uh, uh, a uh, grandchild, they can all sit down because you can, and compare. You can watch the current stuff. You can watch the archive stuff. I mean, and I have seven, eight, nine-year-olds coming up to me that know everything about my career <laughs> now because they've sat down with their dad or with their grandfather and watched it and uh, are big fans. It's, it's just really enlightening. And it's a real, uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's just an honor, you know, to have these young fans that are, you know, that weren't around because their dads were their age. You know what I'm saying? And, and like I said, you can sit down and uh, a, a dad, you talk to his son, says, when I was your age, this is the guy I used to watch. And these are the guys I used to watch, you know? So it's a really cool thing. And I'm really open as far as uh, uh, questions go. I mean, get them all the questions you could think of, any range of questions, A to the Z. I want to go a, a bit back to the start of your career. 
Did you sure. train primarily under Boris Malenko? Was he the one getting in the ring with you? And I just kind of wanted to, to know a bit about uh, training hands-on with, with Boris Malenko when you broke in. in the oh, he was incredible. He was, you know, I, I did start with him in, you know, in the mid, you know, around 84. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I initially started in, in the uh, Fort Lauderdale area because I lived in Miami on the weekends. And then I moved to Tampa Bay so I could be able to train with him five, six days a week. Uh, in an old converted mat- mattress factory, hot, musty, nasty, and uh, it was a great place and a great atmosphere to train. Was he? I, I would imagine, you know, a mentor like that. Did he instill a lot in you of kind of just the more so than just like the physical teaching, but also understanding like the the psychology involved and kind of the the era that he came from as well? Was that a big part of the the wisdom he passed down to you? Oh, most most assuredly. I mean, you know. He taught you everything. I mean, uh, uh, from facial expressions, I mean, uh, how to, you know, different ways to do interviews, how to do interviews and, uh, you know, and wrestling. I mean, I had a little bit of an amateur background before I got, I started wrestling on pro and, you know, I got also while I was there, part, couple, uh, his sons also were training there. He was good friends with Carl Gotch. I got to go out there one day and throw up my breakfast out of his house on the lawn. <laughs> so, I mean, he, but Boris was like a, a second dad. Any guy that's ever wrestled under him, I mean, you know, uh, X Fox, you know, one, two, three kid, he's, a, uh, he comes from, uh, you know, the Malenko school, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Kane from the Malenko school. There's, I could go down a whole laundry list, uh, of wrestling pros that, you know, were trained by him. He was just, uh, it's beyond words. I could say, you know what I'm saying? It was like training with your dad, the advice that he gives you in and out of the ring. You also had the benefit. I mean, it was it was kind of coming to a close, the, the territorial era, but you got to go to, to several places, including Florida around 88. And I'm curious what sort of the vibe was of Florida at that time. This is several years removed from Eddie Graham's unfortunate passing. What, what were some right. of the memories of Florida and, and how they were surviving in, in the wake of that unfortunate loss involving Eddie Graham, who was so instrumental? Uh, I mean, it was tremendous. And the office there was tremendous. I mean, Dusty was there, of course, and part of the office and wrestling in the ring. I got a chance to wrestle with him. Diamond Dallas Page, Terry Funk had, had come in. I mean, there's so many guys that came there and it was a great, great uh atmosphere you know what i'm saying matter of fact i went overseas for the first time uh and uh wrestled in graz austria where arnold schwarzenegger's from and uh you know and then i came back and that's when uh, i got the calls found out i got calls from wcw and wwe at the same time i mean they were the kind of people that, that could sit they would sit down with you and talk with you and uh it was a really really good atmosphere was that where you first met Dusty? Was there in Florida? That's the first place I met Dusty. The great, you know, I, I talked to so many fans. The big thing about me with wrestling, I love it. Uh, I was, you know, I'm, I remember 11, 12 years old watching championships, being living in Miami and watch the Florida product and see all the superstars that came through. And, uh, when, and they come down there and wrestle at the uh, Miami Beach Convention Center where uh, Jackie Gleason used to do his show there or Dinner Key Auditorium, one of those two places, and uh, I, the interviews and all that stuff, and I was, you know, it was like Saturday morning, noontime, 11 to 12 o'clock, 
watch wrestling and then go out and play. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was that was the deal. And when I talk with people at these different events, you know, I was a I have so much in common with the fans. I was a fan before I was a wrestler. I became a wrestler, and I'm a, still a wrestling fan. And I watch many of the programs and uh, different companies that are on today. You know, not you know, I mean, it'll never leave my you know my blood as far as what I'm telling you. Yeah, so I, I find that interesting, the fact that you got the calls not just from WWF, where you end up, but also uh, WCW. Right. Uh, number yeah. one, did you feel you, you were ready at that point in your career to make that jump? And what was the, what was the decision-making process when you have th- two very intriguing offers on the table? It, it was a nervous situation, you know, and like I said before, the, you know, Mike Graham, uh, you know, and uh, Dustin, all the guys, they sat there and talked with me, and gave me insight and, and all that stuff because I was young. You know, I've been wrestling uh, several years, but, uh, you know, you're always apprehensive, and, you know, and you, sometimes you got to take that shot, and that's what I decided to do, you know. I always wanted to go to WWF, and, and, uh, and uh, you know, I came there, you know, and went up there for my tryouts and everything like that because back in the day, uh, you know, they knew who every way, and they still do. They know who everybody that's wrestling independent territories. Because right now, the independent territories all over the world are the developmental. They are the territories of this generation as far as guys going up, moving up to the big leagues. And now you've got uh, companies like WWE and that, are, that is there. And now AEW is coming on the scene. Uh, New Japan has been coming over here, wrestling events. AAA Mexico coming up on the, on the West Coast. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you got Ring of Honor, you know, and... TNA. I mean, just so many things that are out there. It's it's such um it's such a lucrative time now for talent to be able to get in and to be able to be making real money at this now to be able to do this uh, full time. And I think as you're seeing the emergence of an AEW, I think the the biggest benefit is that the hope that this creates more jobs, more opportunities for talent that we're starting to see now. Well, like I said, I mean, it's not just here in the, in the states. I mean, Australia, they have companies, uh, France, Spain, uh, you know, UK has, you know, NXT is in Orlando over here. They're developmental, but now there's an NXT over in, uh, UK, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, there's the different companies in different places in Europe. Netherlands has small, uh, independence. I mean, it's just, it's a very good time. It's an opportunity to go different places and, uh, wrestle guys with different styles of wrestling. And, and educate them. The more you wrestle, the the better it is for you as a wrestler. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I think to to have that that experience under your belt um, is just it's, yes. it's so valuable. And now you have those those real options. Um, just speaking about uh, another Canadian that you are of course uh, very much linked to in your history would be a uh, John Tenta Earthquake uh-huh. and. When that alliance came together, uh, tell us a bit about uh, the chemistry between the two of you, and was it something immediate? Was it something you grew into? Uh, just tell us a bit about John Tenta, who sadly is not with us anymore, but someone very well-remembered, of course. I miss him very, very much. I mean, his son is best friends with my oldest son, who works for WWE. In, in, uh, so, uh, you know, I still, you know, uh, I talked to, to John Jr. and that, but John was... Uh, an incredible athlete, you know what I'm saying? Uh, amateur wrestler, um, and, uh, for, uh, for Canada, uh, for the team, he wrestled at LSU. He, 
was undefeated sumo when he went and he uh, went went to Japan. He broke in over there with Shoei Baba. I mean, he and he was my best friend. It was like uh, a, a you know a brother from another mother, you know, because I mean we had we were so easy. It was so easy on uh, your head the way we both uh, mixed uh, on the road and that stuff. I loved him to death. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, I can't express in words uh, how wonderful it is and, and uh, how many lies that he had touched in this business. And now the wrestling fans loved him. You know, and any wrestling fan that's ever met him has never said anything derogatory or bad about him because he was a wonderful guy and a blessing to be a part of my life. No, he he always seemed to be somebody that um... – you know, ne- never took himself too too seriously. He understood that this was an entertainment medium, and he was a guy that I mean, he in the interviews he did, he just seemed to be someone that just had a blast doing this industry. No matter if it was playing shark, whether it was earthquake, I mean, he played all these different roles. And the interesting yeah. link when that team was put together was here: you have Hulk Hogan's close friend in tugboat, and you have his chief rival at the time in earthquake. That you guys had kind of had that that connective tissue when the team was put together through Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And when we got together, the coolest thing is we could work like smaller guys could work, right. but being big guys, you know, and, and it was, it was neat. We had fun, you know, we had fun whether we were bad or if we were like sort of bad, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> if that makes any sense. Absolutely. Um, I know that you uh, are probably asked all the time uh, about the Shockmaster, so I'm not going to go uh, too deep into sure. it. But you can certainly uh, speak with him at the, the oh, Legends Convention. Hurt my feelings further about yeah, it, but I, you know, I never get up. I never get upset. The ch- the checks from the different things that involve the Shockmaster. Well, you know, it was a bad night when it happened, but you know, uh, I I do. I look at I look at the positive and everything. You know what I'm saying? So well, you seem to have like really embraced it, and it's I, I, like, oh, I the first it. time I heard you talk about it. It's like this is something that I, th- I think a lot of guys would just not want to address it, and you seem to have just kind of owned it as like this this interesting piece of wrestling history, and uh, kind of look at it in in, the, in that way. Which I mean, it left an indelible yeah. imprint on fans that saw it at the time. Yeah, you got the. Uh armchair wrestling purists, you know what I'm saying, that scoff at the poor Shockmaster. But you know what? Uh, it went a whole lot of different ways. It was the uh, uh, the one, I have two figures. The one was the Jax figure, and then the other is the uh, 2016 uh, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. You know what I'm saying? And uh, there's people, I mean, they have, they, they treasure those things. And, uh, and I, you know, I always talk to people. I said, I says, well, you, if you're having a bad day, Watch the video on YouTube, and uh, you know you'll have a better day at my expense. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, like you say before, I, I embrace that. I have fun with it. I have the original mask that's sitting here on my table uh, as we're talking right now. I just came back from doing a deal up in uh, on the Georgia Tennessee line, a big show up there. And you know, I have I have fun with it and I enjoy it. And you'd be surprised. When I'm at the table and he's sitting there and people are looking and they're like, I said, you know, and they want to do the photo ops and everything like that. I said, you know, you want to wear it, right? <laughs> you, know, you know, it's like talking to you, you know, it's like watching a bad B movie. So, said, so the mask, is, the mask Could is coming I, up to, to Kingston. Yes, it is. The original mask will be with me there in Kingston. And the people want to do photo ops and wear it. They're more than welcome to do it. 
I mean, we have, I, you know, when I go up there, I have fun. Like I said, I talk with the fans. Uh, I joke with the fans. You know, we have, you know, give it your best shot. You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of curious your thought process on kind of where the the popularity of that clip really generated from because this happens in 1993 and it seems that with the advent of YouTube that it oh. had a, a second life to it that a whole generation got to got to see it and and I think a large rise of that is just the fact that with with streaming video online it had like a second wave to it that it was even more popular you know 15 years removed Oh, it is very popular. Matter of fact, uh, I have a, a t-shirt shop with Pro Wrestling Tees. And uh, one of my t-shirts is uh, a gentleman, uh, Grant Perkins, from, he's an artist from the UK. He did uh, of me, uh, make uh, what do you call it? Uh, and it shows me coming through the wall, the Shockmaster and the cartoon deal, and, uh, you know, making waves since 93 or something to that effect. You know what I'm saying? And people watch it. I mean, you know, Oh, a couple million people have probably watched that video. You know, it's really funny. And I, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, you got two, two sides of the coin. You got the haters and you got the people who just love it, you know? And I, that's what's really cool about it. And it's something that happened over 25 years ago that still, you know, people laugh their butts off and people come to the signings and they're like, oh my God, I said, it's the original one. No way, no way, you know? And uh, it's like an evil magnet. It draws you to it. The sp- I don't know if it's just the sparkles or what the deal is. Uh, before we wrap up here, uh, I, I don't, sure. I'm sure some of our listeners are maybe aware of the connection, but some may not be in terms uh, for Cody Rhodes and his brother yeah. Dustin. You are known as Uncle Fred, and they're certainly yeah. uh, doing a lot of big things right now. They, um, you know, All Elite Wrestling just announced a deal this week with, with TNT that they're going to be on television later this year. And I, I don't know if everyone knows the connection. You are actually their uncle. And I just, as someone that clearly follows the industry very closely, uh, just your overall impressions of what Cody has been able to do since leaving WWE and, the, you know, All Elite Wrestling really being able to uh, position itself for big things this year and beyond. I think it's great. Uh, I I didn't think he was a uh, utilized to his full, full potential when uh, he was WWE. I think it was great that he went out on the indie circuit and uh, all over the world and did a great job. And now he's with AEW and Dustin's with him. Both of them are great guys and they're both incredible wrestlers. And uh, they are my nephews. And uh, Dusty was my brother-in-law. And uh, I don't know if a lot of people don't know that. Uh, Sags and the Nasty Boys is my other brother-in-law, and these are all from my first marriage. This sounds like the the best Thanksgiving dinner to have Jerry Sags, Dusty Rhodes at the table with a young Cody and Dustin. I mean, that would be quite the uh, the family get together. Definitely a humorous one. Okay, that's all I could tell you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, well, well, that's uh, that's fantastic, Fred. Um, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time here, but I just want to no. thank you. Uh, so much for uh, for joining us uh, once again. The Chinlock Wrestling Legends Convention. It's happening on Saturday, June the fifteenth at ten a.m. As we mentioned, Bret Hart, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Mark Henry, Billy Gunn, Jimmy Cordera, Swoggle, and of course Fred Ottman in uh, his many incarnations will be there as well, including bringing the mask from the Shockmaster if you care to wear it. And Fred, is there anything you'd like oh, to alert yeah. uh, our listeners to where your pro wrestling tee shop is and uh, where people can? Uh, Go check out uh, the, the shirt you were just referencing. 
Yeah, they can go to any one of my uh, characters and or just type in Fred Ottman on Pro Wrestling Tees on the dot uh, com, and uh, they can find it there. But I just also wanted to remind everybody: when you come out, all that money is going to a good good cause. I mean, it is a uh, charity event helping youth diversion and community there in the uh, Kingston, Ontario, Canada area. You know, so it's it, it's a, a cool thing, man. And, you know, not only is are they going to have fun and meet a lot of legends. There's a great wrestling show. A couple of those legends are going to work on that show. I mean, it's going. I mean, it's going to be a great, great event. And uh, bring everybody, A to the Z, grandma, grandpa, aunts, uncles, the kids. I mean, everybody, come out and have a great time and enjoy yourself. Well, we look forward to seeing you up here, Fred. Uh, thanks so much for this time today. It was really great to uh, to chat a bit about your career today. Oh man, thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it and. Uh, and I, I look forward to seeing all the fans up there. Fantastic. Thanks a lot for this time, Fred. Uh, very much appreciate it. And this will be up in uh, the next couple of days. So thank you so much. All right, brother. You be good and have a great day. Perfect. You have a great day yourself. Thanks, Fred.